0: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
1: I'm Christine Lisi. Some big decisions looming for the Dolphins regarding the quarterback position. Starter Ryan Tannehill dealing with an injured left knee. He'll be getting more opinions on the knee in the next few days. Miami will figure out Tannehill's status before making the call on which QBs they might want to bring in. There's no structural damage to the knee. The concern, though, is that knee stable enough for Tannehill to return in a few months? ESPN Dolphins reporter James Walker thinks there's another option more likely for Miami. You
2: can't
3: hinge the whole season. You can't hinge Ryan uh, Tannehill's future uh, on on a gimpy knee. Um, Then I think the surgery route is most likely and he'll be done for the season. Then that's when they really have you know, the Jay Cutler option um, and, and, you know, uh, or maybe getting a quarterback who's
2: more likely uh, to challenge for the starting spot, if not take over the starting spot in week one.
1: James Walker on the morning roast Dolphins coach Adam Gase did say he has reached out to free agent QB Jay Cutler. Ravens coach John Harbaugh non-committal when asked if quarterback Joe Flacco will return to practice next week. The team doesn't yet have a timetable for Flacco's definitive return from a back injury. The Dodgers attempt to continue their hot streak on Sunday night baseball against the Mets. Seven Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN Los Angeles. Forty-three and seven since June seventh. That is the best fifty-game stretch by any MLB team in one hundred and five years. Angels outfielder Mike Trout, two hits away from one thousand in his career, entering today's matchup versus the Athletics. Brewers third baseman Travis Shaw, day to day with a neck contusion. Golf: Zach Johnson and Thomas Peters share the lead at the Bridgestone Invitational. Johnson hasn't won, has doesn't have a PGA victory since capturing the British Open in twenty fifteen.
0: Experience why for nearly a century men have trusted Barbasol for a close, comfortable shave. Whether it's extra moisturizing with vitamin E or soothing aloe, all you have to do is sit back and bask in the glory of your close shave. You're looking good, America. You're shaving with Barbasol. Local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's Mitchell Bradley.
4: It is 11.02 live at Washington Redskins training camp where the team's back on the field after nearly 10,000 fans were in attendance yesterday for Fan Appreciation Day. The walkthrough will continue for approximately 34 more minutes and then a 3 o'clock practice this afternoon at the Bon Secours Training Center. Head coach Jay Gruden said yesterday that linebacker Preston Smith expected to miss some time after spraining his ankle Thursday and won our 11-on-11 drills. VCU's Mo Alley-Cox was waived with an injured designation by the Colts Saturday because of an ongoing lower left leg injury. The former basketball star was trying to make the Indianapolis roster after being signed in the spring. Washington dropped a 7-4 decision to the Cubs Saturday afternoon. Bryce Harper hit his 28th homer of the season in the first inning. Edwin Jackson takes the loss. The series finale this afternoon starting at 2:20. We'll pick up coverage at 5 following training camp coverage on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Rich in New Hampshire washed out because of rain Saturday night. The pair play a doubleheader today starting at 1, consistent of two 7-inning games. Scrolls return to the Diamond Tuesday night. Nascar Watkins Glen this weekend qualifying in an hour. The green flag drops on the I Love New York 355 at the Glen this afternoon at 315. The Atlee Little League softball team was disqualified just hours before the Junior League World Series championship game because of an inappropriate social media post. The team was scheduled to play yesterday at 3, but informed earlier in the day post violated the Little League's policies regarding sportsmanlike conduct, inappropriate use of social media, and high standards that Little League International holds for all of his participants. You're up to date now in the Richmond Sports Center at 11.04. Mitchell Bradley on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM.
5: You're listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins Training Camp on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. We're also streaming live at ESPNRichmond.com and on the ESPN 950 app, available for your Android and iPhone.
0: This is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrews buzz and neds wheel barbecue just a few blocks from training camp stop by for award-winning hickory smoked barbecue ribs chicken and signature pulled pork sandwiches voted best barbecue in the city of richmond the state of virginia and soon to be the south 1119 north boulevard 8205 west broad street or online at buzz
2: Alright, it is day number nine of Redskins training camp here, and uh, Andrew and I on, and uh, the walkthrough is going on right now, and uh, about three minutes in session number two of the whole thing, and uh, then they'll have one more session, and then they will wrap up the, uh, the morning walkthrough here, day nine, Andrew, already here out at Redskins training camp.
6: Dude, it's rolling, and we got our first unofficial Redskins depth chart, so you know you're really starting to pick up momentum, pick up the pace, get into some actual stuff here.
2: Yeah, we will get into the depth chart. Uh, let's stress a couple things. First off, unofficial is the heavy-duty word, and, and I'm sure somebody will ask Gruden today about the depth chart, and he will and basically he'll say, it. he'll downplay it and say, look, we had to put something together. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll give it to you, but I'm not going to put too much into it. I mean.
6: And we've I, heard in the past that sometimes Gruden doesn't even have a hand in these right. depth charts.
2: I think uh, it, it's funny. A lot of coaches don't like giving out depth charts. And with, with all these college teams that are now going to the hole, you can basically not watch practice. Yeah. And now the depth charts and everything is just. I think I think coaches are doing some of this stuff just to go through the motions. Uh, I was reading about the the Temple coach doesn't even he doesn't do depth charts. He basically for the depth chart just lists all the players and then says you know we're, we're playing everybody pretty much. So um, we'll tell you what the depth chart is uh, a little bit later on in the show. Uh, coming up today after the morning walkthrough, we are going to have Tress Way on the punter for your Washington Redskins. And look, punters are people too, you know and they deserve to be heard, and uh, he has um, something that John Keim wrote about, a board game, that we're going to ask him about and uh, talk to him about that and talk to him about, you know, we see what's going on here in practice with everybody else. What is a punter's training camp like, and how much does he like that Jay Gruden has a special teams practice?
6: Yeah, I'm excited to talk to him. He had a Kickstarter fund that popped up to help him get to this board game it's a trivia board game so we'll talk to him about that as well as you know the mental preparation it takes to become a punter because a lot of sitting around sometimes if you're a putter.
2: Yeah, a lot of sitting around, and, and so we'll talk to him about training camp and about his camaraderie with the rest of the team. So Tressway will join us after the morning walkthrough. Uh, coming up at 12.15, uh, it's time for our yearly interview with Tracy Hackler of uh, Panini. It's uh, As we approach the football season, that means it's sticker book and football card time. Uh, we got our shipment of sticker books in, so we've been uh, handing them out to the crowd as uh, they've been filing in and out of training camp. So we'll, Tracy Hackler will join us of Panini, and then at 12.45, John Hendricks will be joining us. He covers the New Orleans Saints as we continue our opponent previews. Uh, The New Orleans Saints, a very intriguing team there, Andrew. Adrian Peterson comes over uh, from Minnesota. Week one is Minnesota versus New Orleans. Uh, You know, Drew Brees is getting up there in age. And uh, we'll see if this is the year maybe that the Saints can finally, you know, get back to the playoffs.
6: A lot of knocks that people have against the Saints recently is they haven't gone out of their way in order to improve anything around Drew Brees. They're just kind of content to let Drew Brees do his thing. That's not the case this year. They – They made some moves, and while the defense still is meh, a little lackluster, they do draft Marshawn Lattimore to start things off in their draft, so you're going to have a lot of rookie presence in terms of the defensive side of things for these New Orleans Saints.
2: Um, So he'll join us. And then there's a couple of local guys uh, that are on the Saints. Corey Fuller, the former Hokie, is on the Saints. John Phillips, the UVA tight end. And uh, the Saints just claimed William & Mary's Jerry Ugokwe off of waivers. Uh, The the Indianapolis Colts let him go. So we'll talk to John about those three guys, what their chances are making the roster. I don't know about Corey Fuller's chances because they've got a ton of wide receivers there. So John Hendricks will join us. We will do another position battle today, either safeties or old linemen. Andrew and I were kind of finishing out our 53-man rosters, which we will make official on, the, on uh, next Sunday when we are back here at training camp for the final day of uh, training camp. Uh, so we're still kind of in the formulation period of taking guys in and out.
6: And, you know, the last two years that I've done this, I really haven't had a short stack depth chart, meaning less than 53 guys. Right now I've got two or three open spots that I'm, going to evaluate and move forward with. Normally I have to make cuts. Normally I get about 55 guys and I need to trim it down. This year I'm a couple shy. So
2: there's opportunities to make my
6: depth chart and my 53-man roster. I'm sure all the guys out there are very concerned about of that. Of
2: course. Uh, so we got that. And then, of course, there's other things going on. The Nats have another game against the Cubs this afternoon. We'll keep you posted on that. Uh, it is Eric Fetty against John Lester. So a win not exactly expected. But you never know. The Nats uh, could take the series. They are 3-3 against the Cubs so far this year with the final game coming up uh, this afternoon. So we'll keep you posted on that. Squirrels have a game. They were rained out yesterday yesterday. Um, uh, qualifying's out at Watkins Glen um, and uh, some national headlines. Your boy Ruben Foster went from potentially not playing this training camp to the starter in week one with Malcolm Smith out with the torn pectoral injury. Uh your story yesterday on Bruce Ellington, he got waived today by the Jets with a failed physical designation. So it didn't matter what picture they posted on that Twitter account, <laughs> he was not going to make the roster.
6: Which almost makes it even more Jets-esque in a sense. But.
2: Yes. Um, and so there's a lot of things to get into while we are here at uh, training camp. Yesterday was a huge success. A lot of people were here for uh, Fan Appreciation Day. Uh, I would say it's a pretty good crowd today for a Sunday here out at camp. It
6: really is. The hills lined with chairs, people lounging, watching the walkthrough, which is going on at its normal slow pace, but still nonetheless football feel back up in the air after yesterday's hype activities with marching band the cheerleaders, Larry Michael broadcasting out there. I mean, we estimated, Mitchell's better at this than me, but he said that eight to 10,000 people were here yesterday, and I would doubt it because you really couldn't, if you've seen our tent, There's a little walking path normally right in front of the tent. You could not walk anywhere around the tent area. People were crowding for shade, trying to find space for a better vantage point. So it was as jam-packed as I've ever seen it, except for when the Redskins have brought opposition in to get a look at some
2: opponent. Well, even then, usually the fan appreciation day is is still the most crowded day of the year. And as we've said, if you weren't able to make it out there, I mean, it's almost better that you come on a day when it's not fan appreciation day. Uh, There's a kids' day coming up. That might be a little crowded. I don't know what they have planned necessarily for kids' day. Uh, here out at training camp. But uh, if you want to just come out, I mean, we've got today, you've got tomorrow. Who knows what tomorrow's schedule will be because tomorrow is supposed to be rain and some storms. So we'll, we'll keep you posted on what the schedule is. But there's tomorrow, there's Tuesday, um, and then there is Saturday and Sunday. So four more full days after today here at training camp. So there's still plenty of time for you to get over here.
6: Yeah, and like you said, yes, tomorrow will depend on what the weather is. So we'll, we will keep you updated on that.
2: Two more full days because Saturday, the 12th, is a 1.30 to 3.30 right. practice. So and then Tuesday is a 1.35 to 3.30 practice. And we'll just say this. Just because it says it's two hours does not mean it will last two hours just in case. As the as the sheet says, the schedule can change at any, t- any notice. So if you're late and they're not out here, then, you know, the Redskins don't have to practice for two hours um, necessarily. But, uh, yeah, so two full days left and two partial days left. Before opportunities to get out here to see your Washington Redskins, or just to see an NFL team in your city,
6: not wishing it away, but ready for the Redskins to get their preseason game I,
2: on. I think I think a lot of people are ready for the Redskins to get on the practice, to get on the real field and start to, to to hit other people. I think that's the the best part about um, the practice joint practices is you get to hit somebody else and you get plays that you don't know.
6: Yeah, it's an exceptional portion of the NFL schedule that the Redskins have missed out on this year and ironically I think it could serve them pretty well especially when we talk about this unofficial depth chart there's a lot of things that I have looked at and like we said it's unofficial it may or may not be written by Jay Gruden but Certainly, there are some positions that have some question marks on that.
2: Well, let's take a timeout, and then after the break, we will go over this unofficial depth chart uh, presented by the Redskins, and I'm sure at, uh, Jay Gruden will comment on it later, so we'll, we'll bring you his comments on that. But after the break, we'll talk about the unofficial depth chart released by the Washington Redskins, and Punter Tressway will join us in the tent after the morning walkthrough. You're listening to ESPN 950, two point seven FM.
7: This is Buzz from Buzz and As Real Barbecue, a proud sponsor of Redskin Training Camp heard right here on ESPN 950 and ESPN 950am.com. The Redskins and Authors Electric are two of Central Virginia's great traditions. As a major supporter of the Richmond community, Authors Electric is excited to welcome the Skins back for training camp. Since 1923, Authors Electric has been the source for outdoor power equipment. Lawnmowers, saws, trimmers, and blowers. Authors carries quality brands like Toro, Snapper, Steel, Echo, Skag, and Billy Goat. Repairs the brands they sell. And they stock Briggs and Stratton, Kohler, Tecumseh, and Kawasaki parts. Call Authors Electric at 264-2513 or go to Authors Electric metric.com
0: some stocks rise and some fall when it's time to draft in your fantasy league how prepared will you be running backs. this is
8: a running game that really got stuck in the mud yeah he's is, pretty yeah. fast yeah, yeah he so. might not be quite as
0: explosive did you do your homework how much scouting did you put in
8: do you believe that mike mccarthy has it in him to commit to time montgomery for 15 to 18 or 20 touches per game no i don't from mike and mike to the espn fantasy focus podcast we're getting you ready for your draft on
0: ESPN Radio.
7: City Dogs is the proud sponsor of Sportphone with Big Al. Live from Washington Redskins Training Camp, heard daily from 9 a.m. to 12 noon.
0: Get ready to huddle up. When football season returns, so do the Spiders and the Redskins. Your home for college and NFL football all season. ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Live from Washington Redskins Training Camp, this is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew.
5: On ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Welcome back.
2: Midday show presented by Buzz and Ed's Real Barbecue. Around the corner, It's where I'm heading after our show today. Two locations throughout the city of Richmond. There's one nearby the office, too, so I could just go to that one or I could just go to the one on the boulevard, but that's where I'm stopping during our two-hour break because after we're off the air at one... You get two hours of ESPN programming, and then Greg will be on from three to five. Greg is having Junior Golette in the tent, so we'll see um, either he'll have that t- today at the end of the show, or tomorrow he'll have it on his show. Six two two zero nine fifty is the phone number. Six three eight nine five zero eight is the text line. Tweet us at Mid at Wall ESPN. About eight minutes left in the morning walk through, and they're now doing uh, goal line drills. Um, And it's no matter who I've talked to, Andrew, the morning walkthrough, while it seems tedious to us, the players really appreciate it because it's mental reps once again.
6: Oh, yeah. Visually, it's certainly I can understand why you wouldn't be that into it. But because it's basically slow motion football. Correct. That's really all it is.
2: But it's 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 it's, you know, it's like riding a bike. You have to get on the bike and actually ride it in order to get better at it while these players are actually walking through the plays. And then that's how you get better at it when you go to full speed.
6: Yeah, it's like when you're working on your free throw shot, sometimes you break it down, your mechanics, and you kind of you know, just go through the motion of shooting the free throw a few times before you actually take the shot at the line. It just kind of helps you feel it out and get into the form that you need to have in order to execute at a high level.
2: Uh, so the team does release their first depth chart of the season. Uh, quarterback, it's Kirk Cousins, Colt McCoy, Nate Sudfeld. No, no surprises there. Uh, at running back, it's Rob Kelly, Chris Thompson, Samaje P. Perine, Matt Jones, Mac Brown, Kenny Hilliard. No surprises really there. What I think it's
6: fair to say, everybody in the other category. If you're looking online at Redskins.com at this depth chart, everyone in the other category, therefore they don't make first, second, or third on offense. I'm gonna go ahead and say they're all getting cut.
2: Uh, I don't know about that. Jeremy Sprinkles there. We haven't haven't jumped to the tight ends yet. Uh, Terrell Pryor, Josh Doxon, and uh, Jamison Crowder all starting. Uh, Grant Quick and Harris all second. Robert Davis, Matt Hazel, Zach Paschal all third. James Quick other. Um, So that's about right in terms of the depth chart there.
6: I like Ryan Grant at that spot. I know you're not a huge Grant fan. I like
2: Robert Davis. I think Robert Davis has shown some things. I think
6: eventually he'll be more of a big play threat on the outside. And I like Ryan Grant there just because he adds a little speed, which could complement Jamison Crowder.
2: Uh, tight end Vernon Davis, Niles Paul, Derek Carrier, Jeremy Sprinkle, Manassa Garner, E.J. Bibbs. I mean, that's about right without Jordan Reed there. Um, you know, I think I think that's about the right order. Although I would probably put sprinkle ahead of Derek Carrier, but then again, the veteran uh, gets the nod there.
6: Yeah, and he had a few good catches yesterday, and you're one of your favorite patterns there in the corner of the end zone. Ah, the fade. fade. So he looked actually pretty decent yesterday. It was the first time I'd really noticed him standing out and doing something outside of just kind of being out there.
2: Uh, offensive line, no surprises: Williams, Laval, Long, Sheriff, and Morgan Moses all starting. Niseki, Quanjo. Chase Rulier, uh Isaiah Williams, and Vincent Painter all on the second team. Kevin Bowen, Tyler Catalina, Ronald Patrick, Kyle Callis, and John Kling. Offensive line, low, row three. I'd like to see if there's anybody that's out here right now who could pick Kyle Kalis out without his jersey on.
6: I don't think so. I think those five names on the third team are not going to make it. And I would say Isaiah Williams, at right guard, also probably out. I'm looking at nine guys in the offensive line. Chase Rullier has been looking decent in some one-on-ones, so he probably will get practice squad time, but I wouldn't be surprised if the team kept him.
2: Uh, on the defensive side of the ball, you've got Ziggy Hood and Stacy McGee, your starting defensive ends, with Jonathan Allen and Terrell McLean, second team, Matt Ioannidis, Anthony Lanier, third team, and Andre uh, and Brandon Banks uh, out in the other category, nose tackle, uh, Phil Taylor's starter, uh, A.J. Francis, Joey Mabou, Andre Pipkins, No real surprises there, although when you look at that group, that three right there, you're like, that's relatively underwhelming. It's
6: really not good, and I'm really concerned about how they have these guys lined up in the first place. I know they moved Matt Ioannidis to end, and they like him more in that spot, but to have him third on the depth chart, question mark there, along with Anthony Lanier, question mark there as well. I don't like this nose tackle grouping at all. I mean, to me, the difference between Phil Taylor Sr. and Joe Mabu is very minimal.
2: I think Phil, the only thing is Phil Taylor's potential. Obviously, he's a first-round pick, so there was a lot yeah, expected of him, but he hasn't lived up to years. it. Well, yeah, but th- but you can, d- you know, that's what this team has done lately is they've tried to fix reclamation projects on the defensive line year after year for free agency. They they don't go for the big guy. They go cheap and, and try and get the reclamation project instead, which hasn't didn't work last year. I mean, we talked about all those veterans that they signed last year, and that didn't really work, so we'll see. Um, what what happens up front uh, at linebacker, you've got Preston Smith, Will Compton, Mason Foster, Ryan Kerrigan. That sounds really good. Uh, Murphy, Spate, Brown, and Gallette backups. Anderson, Vigil, Harvey Clemens, Lyndon Trail, and then Chris Carter, Pete Robertson, and Nico Marley. Pete Robertson gets the award for the guy I didn't even know was on the roster. And that's
6: funny enough, too, because he had a pick yesterday as in practice as well to conclude it, and everybody up here at first thought it was Nico Marley, but Pete Robertson a lot bigger than Nico Marley. I look at this group and I see a lot of promise and I see a group that really has a chance to break out and become a really cohesive unit. My one question is I believe Zach Brown has to see more playing time than wow. that of a guy who's a second stringer right. and we know he will. This is once again she just Just, just go seven linebackers.
2: You should just go seven linebackers. It no defensive line. Just have people standing all over the all over terrible. the field. You've had
6: worst ideas. I'll, I will give you that. Very unorthodox. Certainly not something that I don't think can work long term. But it's oh, actually, Belichick's done those formations yeah.
2: where he's had guys in and up and you don't know who's rushing, who's not. I mean, no, I think you that's. you
6: just have one or two down
2: linemen. And Exactly. I, and no, Belichick's had it where nobody's been down, where they're all the guys have just been standing around and kind of rotating around each other. I would almost bring that into the mix because I want to get Smith, Compton, Foster, Kerrigan, Murphy, Gillette, Brown—all in the field somehow. Well,
6: Anderson, Murphy, Brown, and Gillette are all vastly superior talents in my mind than Ziggy Hood, Phil Taylor, and Stacey McGee. So exactly, I won't, I won't argue too so much.
2: So, if I'm—I mean, I'm not the the crazy defensive coordinator Greg Minuski, but I'm trying to figure out a way to get as many of those guys on the field as possible. Uh, cornerback Breland and Norman, uh, then Dunbar and Fuller, then Deshaun Phillips and Josh Halsey, Tevin Homer, Fabian Moreau, and Jeremiah McKinnon, uh, rounding out your others category. No problems there. I no, mean, it's looks just great. That's about you know, and that's a decent group. But when we both said that Josh Norman couldn't really afford to go down, um, you know, the the reason why is because uh of uh, Dunbar Fuller behind him. You know, there's there's talent there, but it's not deep.
6: Yeah, Dunbar is good. I like Quentin Dunbar. I think he's been really impressive from the standpoint of the story that he's changed positions, but certainly purely a nickel cornerback. I don't think he can do much more than be a three guy on a roster.
2: Safeties, you've got Sua Cravens, D.A.J. Swearinger starting, DeShazer Everett, Will Blum, uh, Stefan McClure, Fish Smithson, Tim Scott. I feel like Tim Scott's just a guy who walked over from the crowd and they just put a jersey on him.
6: Yes, Tim Scott and Stefan McClure just adds to keep it to 90, and because they cut two safeties, that's just kind of what they did. But look, there are four guys at the top of this group, and that's pretty much it to me. I'm, I like Will Blackman. I like DeShazer Everett. As backups don't really think they could start at safety on too many other teams. Cravens and Swearinger are going to have a little bit of a learning curve together, but I expect them to find something early in this season in terms of chemistry and in terms of their fit in this defense. I like this secondary, Matt. I know they're not on paper a group of all pros or anything, and D.J. Swearinger has had his ups and downs in his NFL career, so Cravens has shifted spots, but I really do like this group. I think it has the chance, as long as this linebacker group can be as dominant as we expect them to be, then I think this is a really good group
2: in the back. I'll say this. I don't think they can afford injuries anywhere in that secondary no. because that's a group that's got good players, but it's not exactly deep um the morning walkthrough is over so the players are doing the uh the helmet walk they're bringing the kids in some of them are signing autographs our guest is on his way up um you know punters are people too you know i want to have the punter on and uh you know the hill uh getting set to join us uh, he's been here uh this is his fourth year uh punting for the redskins and um He's done a great job. I mean, he came over from the Chicago Bears. He's uh, done a great job, and he is uh, getting ready to uh, join us here in the tent and uh, after this morning walkthrough. And um, how's it going? How going? Good. And uh, joining us now from uh, the Washington Redskins after the uh, morning walkthrough is uh, Punter Tressway. How's it going?
3: All right, man. How are you guys doing? Good. So these morning walkthroughs, what are you doing uh, during these morning walkthroughs? I do a certain drill with our special teams coach, Ben Kotwika. He shoots those jugs at me that you often see, you know, the videos of Terrell Pryor doing all these incredible one-handed catches. Mine are a lot more boring, that's just me <laughs> catching the ball, working on drops, working on lines, and then after that uh, I memorize a bunch of trivia questions for the fellas and ask them and our, you know, kind of staff around the side while the offense and defense is out there going. So
2: that's, uh, I mean, that's that sounds pretty good. What do you work on during the offseason?
3: So other than, like, trying to become a better punter, obviously Coach Kotwika does an awesome job of encouraging me with – Being a younger guy, a big leg, I have the potential to hit really great hang time on punts, and so I'm trying to kind of hone that in more and more and more, just become a veteran, and then, man, I play some golf, I hang out with my beautiful wife, I do some... Do some board games, do some trivia, and that's, man, I, I you will not hear me complain, I promise you that.
6: Yeah, tell us about the board games, been reading about that, you got a Kickstarter campaign to fund the project, so a little bit of a trivia-style board game,
3: correct? Yeah, it, uh, it actually started here last year, we would meet up after meetings before curfew, and we'd all be sitting in there talking, splitting into teams, and the catch was I had to come up with multiple answer questions, so it wasn't like, hey, who won the Super Bowl in 1989, it was, hey, name the 12 teams, or the last 12 teams to win the Super And so guys would kind of go back and forth and see how they would go. And it just became this huge hit. So we would play on the plane rides. We would play at the hotel, you know, stuff like that. And the guy said, dude, you really ought to think about giving this a shot. So uh, right after the season last year, I copyrighted it. And now we'll see what happens, man. It's been fun.
6: Is this something that helps you mentally even with football is because – Trivia, you know, keeping your mind active all the time. A lot of times, punters, you know, are sitting down for portions of the game. Is this, do you just go over these trivia questions in your head on the sideline? I,
3: I do. A lot of guys, it's really cool. We'll be in stretch and Kirk Cousins, Derek Carrier, Will Blackman, Vernon Davis, a lot of these guys will be like, T-Way, man, come on, give me one. You know, do you have one for us? Let's go. And so that, uh, I would say, I would say that that is, that is something that's cool about it. Other than that, I feel bad for my poor wife because I feel like the only <laughs> thing that makes the news with me is either ping pong or board games. I'm like, babe, I don't know if I can get much nerdier. I'm sorry. I just tip. Typical punter here for you. She's got to appreciate the obscure. Interest, that's it, I man. Guess. That's it.
2: Who's good? Who's good at it on the team?
3: So I would say, like our our top dogs, um, Dustin Hopkins and Nick Sunberg have played the game the longest. So their strategy is incredible. Colt McCoy and Kirk Cousins, obviously quarterbacks are pretty smart. They do a really good job. Vernon Davis and Will Blackman, they can both play really well. Will Blackman is very good with his strategy. Then we got a couple staffers. You know, our video uh, our video director, Mike Bracken, he's very good. Our guys in the training room, equipment room, man, they do an incredible job. So it's really cool to see how much everybody loves it. It's fun.
2: Does the coaching staff get involved?
3: Coaching staff likes it. Uh, last year, the question that started it all was the top 10 college football programs of the last 80 years from the Associated Press, and it was based upon statistics. It wasn't opinionated. It was Heisman Trophy winners, national championships. Coach Cavanaugh was dang good, man. He only got one wrong in guessing all ten. He did really well. Let's go on the field. Uh, the
2: team has the uh, special teams practice every year. Uh, it seems like Coach Gruden puts a, a premium on special teams every year.
3: Yeah, I, and honestly, too, for me as a punter being here and this being my fourth year, I don't know man I'm just thankful to be here the coaches the coaches are so encouraging to me and and I know I've been hitting you know I've been hitting the ball well and in practice and my hang times but it's just cool you know it's Nobody wants to see me on the field. I'm, I'm giving the ball to the other team. And so like, I, whenever I'm talking with Coach, Coach got weaker, or Coach Gruden, and they just say, man, you're just absolutely banging balls. Coach, uh, coach Gruden will stand behind me. And a good hang time is 4.5 seconds. And he goes, hey, what do you think on this one? I said, probably 4.9 or 5.0." He's like, all right, well, you know, you bet some push-ups on it, or what do you think? I'm, yeah, let's do it. So it's fun. <laughs> He's behind me and kind of gets in my face, blows the whistle as I'm going. And so it, it's just cool. I'm very thankful to have that kind of relationship with my coaches and there's no better feeling than being a player and having that feeling like the coaches are like, man, all right, we got Tress here. if he, We need to bail us out of some trouble here. So
6: Well, I wouldn't say nobody appreciates it because <laughs> as an Alabama alum, J.K. Scott is a great player to watch for me. Because we were talking to you and I on the practice field the other yeah. day about how you enjoy pinning it deep. Oh, yeah. It, it gives me a great feeling to see him come out and just knock it inside the five. Without you know? a doubt. Somebody's gunning down there, chasing it down, and pinning yeah. it deep. Yeah. Talk about that. What is it? What does it feel like when you see one of your
3: gunners just go down there and get it? What kind of feeling do you yeah, have? That's that's what's cool for me is whenever we we practice that all the time. And so it's this kind (laughs) of... You guys are going to have to bear with me. I'm a punter. That is kind of like my moment of throwing a touchdown pass to a receiver where Kurt gets to go celebrate with Jamison Crowder or even Jay Reed or Josh, somebody. That's my moment with DeShazer Everett or Ryan Grant that we get to go up. And I don't jump that high, but I try and do the version of the jump and, you know, hit backs or hit hips. And so having that feeling, mostly because I'm kind of the middleman. The offense stalled out at midfield. I come out, and now hopefully I can help the defense out. And so it's kind of that, you know, hey, if I put the ball in the 18 17 Nobody really notices. You get out, ball's inside the 20. But if I drop that, like you're saying, inside the five, then it's, oh, man, all right. So, of course, you know, that's what I'm going for.
6: But you've had to have had a game in your career where somebody on the defense has kind of noticed that you were just doing this over and over again and setting them up, and maybe you got to – Well, little butt light or something out of it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, you know, believe it or not, it's it's really funny. Bashad Breeland is always the one that notices whenever – especially when we're playing, you know, big game on the road and I'll hammer one down into the corner, pin them deep, defense comes out and stops them. He's always really cool. And and it's funny because you – the guys are exhausted, man. I'm sure they're either getting ready, getting their mind right to go on the field, or the offense is coming off. And so, dude, I just I go out there and try and take care of business and, and help the team out.
2: So what's the punter fraternity like? I mean, I've seen uh, Marquette King lately trying to get you guys more publicity. <laughs> yeah. It's just being out there a little bit.
3: Yeah, so the the, the fraternity is great. We all, um, we all encourage each other. Uh, obviously, it's it's almost like a golf game where you're out there and you're trying to just bury the other dude. But at the same time, you don't want to necessarily see the other punter just do Terrible because you're out there, you know like you're out there, you know what it's like, yeah you know, backs up against the wall, this and that you want granted, I hope we house it on him every single time, but you never obviously want to wish anybody to shank it or anything like that now, the fans, you guys by all means, please scream, yell, get them to do that, but me as like a competitor, I want to show him up every single game, do better than him, but the fraternity is really cool, uh Marquette King is man, he's a character, he's awesome, all the stuff, all the stuff he's doing i I don't think I could pull it off mostly because if you know like Kind of, I was dancing and doing stuff, and the other team gets a big return on us, and they were to dance in my face. I don't know if I'd have the composure to just not take my helmet off and smack somebody. <laughs> so heard- I just try to keep to myself and you know stay competitive in my own mind. We heard Nick worked out with him this past offseason. So did he come to you and he say, "Hey, Marquette's doing this, this, and this," which I wish wish you would do. Did yeah, you- we actually uh, Nick invited me out. And oh, nice. I, I met up uh, met up with them, and it was really cool because he's known all over YouTube for hitting these big punts, and and I'm like a. I'm like a quiet competitive where in my mind I will, I will do everything I can to win, but I'm not vocal about it. I don't get mad or anything like that. And so he comes up and he goes, Tress, I was hoping that you were going to come out for this little showcase because, you know, I think we're going to meet in the championship a couple times. I'm like, well, let's do it, man. Let's see what we got here. And we had a couple awesome battles. It was fun.
2: Now, after last year, are we going to see more Tressway passes this year, man? Dude,
3: I'll tell you what. I hope so. You know what's funny is I hope so, but I don't hope so because my passer rating is so high right now that <laughs> I if I have an incomplete pass, I may drop. But dude there was there is no better feeling like I was I would be sitting throughout the offseason and uh, I'd be sitting next to my wife watching tv and she would hear Aikman and Buck come on the radio and I think the first line this is really pathetic I know this the first line of the video on YouTube is it says and he gets cousins to the ground and you can hear it's either Buck or Aikman says it but then it goes right into oh it's a fake and it shows me throwing it and my wife every time she hears Joe Buck or Aikman she just looks at me goes Again, I go, babe, you gotta let me have this one now, like I don't know when this is gonna happen again, I hope it does, so so she's probably rooting that. You keep pass rating up, but you get a couple
6: more for the resume. So for that sure. way, she can watch a few different videos. For sure.
3: Coach Gruden asked me going into that game. He's like, "Hey, we're thinking a couple fakes. Would you like to run it or throw it?" I said, "Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> that's a no-brainer. Let me throw it. Like, I played some ball, but I'm not about to run that thing, man. That'd smack the crap out of me, man." Is it hard
2: for you to not sell a fake? Like, if, do you have to? If, you have to try and do the same exact things to not sell that it is a fake?
3: Oh yeah, for sure. Whenever I was when we were walking out for that fake, Coach called it, and I heard him call it. And I looked at Nick five times on our way out to the field going, is it on? Like, are we really doing this? And so it felt like it was – and going back, I did it for about a second and a half, but it felt like I was sitting there holding the ball, faking it for five minutes. And then you just look up and let it fly, and Q made an incredible catch. And first down, we went on to win the game.
2: What does it say that they didn't bring in competition? I mean, they, they they trust you so much that there's no other punters here in camp.
3: That's Honestly, guys, that's the biggest compliment I could ever have. And, uh, and hopefully, um, whether competition comes in or not in the future, I want to play here as long as they will have me. I would eventually like to be walking out there and a walker take it to the side <laughs> and then punt the ball. And so, uh, honestly, it's really cool. It would be just like you guys, man. Like somebody comes up and says, hey, this is awesome. Keep doing exactly what you're doing and then just get better from there. And so best compliment that you could have like in my position. And like I mentioned to you guys, I'm so competitive. It's not like I'm going to sit here and just try and settle for something. I, I want to be a top five guy. You know, I, I think that that's really cool. I, I know that so far the wa- uh, Washington records, I've been able to break a couple of those. I want to be the guy 55, 60 years old with my grandkids watching some young hotshot for the Redskins try and break my records one day. So,
2: Is there anybody on this team that's tried to punt? And maybe has succeeded at all a little bit. Or yeah,
3: no? believe it or not, Nick Sundberg can punt. Now they're not—they're not. You know, he doesn't smash the ball, but he hits a nice little punt. Colt McCoy is really good. He is like our backup of everything. He's like the backup long snapper, quarterback, punter, uh, and then Hopkins. If he—if he, his leg is so dang strong, if he catches it right, that dude can smash it. But there's a couple dudes that Sheriff, I think Sheriff punted in high school, along with played quarterback. Can you believe that? Wow. He said their best play was quarterback sneak because he would just lunge <laughs> for five. <laughs> <years>. <laughs> So when you see everybody out there playing soccer, how
6: tempted are you to really join in? Are you more afraid to mess around with soccer? No,
3: no. You know, believe it or not, I stopped playing soccer in in fifth grade, and I would play from time to time. But, dude, my my things are slow pitch softball and ping pong. I'll mess around and play soccer with people. But now if there's people out here throwing a softball around or swinging the bat, I would not be able to contain myself. I'd be out there taking hacks. Do you get in on any video game action? You know, I'm not a video game guy. Uh, my video game, uh, I guess, peak stopped or hit whenever I was Nintendo 64, Mario oh, Kart, oh, okay. uh, Super Smash, uh, Golden Eye. You know that stuff. So that that's where that's where I kind of stopped. Yeah.
6: Well, there's a there's a fun variant on Mario Kart going around now for adults. I don't oh, know if, dude. if you've played it? But no, it's it's, it's basically a uh, drinking game take on Mario
2: Kart. So oh, you'll, you'll drink to, and
3: drive. You'll have to look that one up and get in on that. <laughs>
2: So how's Oklahoma going to be this year,
3: dude? I tell you what, I think we're going to be all right. I, I I love I love when we're ranked exactly what we are in the preseason because when you're at Oklahoma, you're expecting – go to the national championship, if not win it every single year. So starting out at like seven, eight, nine, somewhere down there it's just nice. There's You don't have all the publicity on you. We were one a handful of times, number one a handful of times when I was there and man, it's just like every which way you turned, somebody wanted to ask you about it, talk about it and believe it or not especially for college kids, God, that's so distracting man, you just want to go play some ball so this is, I'm excited to see how Coach Riley does. I have not got to meet him yet. I really want to go home and meet him on the bye week and just introduce myself. I'm very excited for him, and I love watching Baker Mayfield play football, man. That dude is awesome.
2: So what's your best uh, Coach stoop story?
3: I would say my best Coach stoop story is uh, he came to my house and um, for my home visit when he was recruiting me, and my whole neighborhood, because the Sooners in Oklahoma are a big deal, guys. And so, he's driving through my neighborhood and all my neighbors come out onto their, you know, onto their porches and they're waving and he's honking. Did a great job. And he sat there. He was eating my grandma's soup that she had cooked us up for the day. We're sitting there, we're talking. He had actually told me that I was the best thing since sliced bread because I could kick field goals and punt <laughs> and I had such a big leg. And my first day at training camp, I missed one field goal and he tore me a new one. And my I called my dad and he said, "Hey, I was your first day. I said, that's not the same guy that sat in our living room, man. I don't know what's going on. So that is I would say that is is Coach Stoops in a nutshell to me. He was so great about bringing in this talent and pushing us to become better than we even thought we could be. So That's when you learn the two sides of the coin. Recruiting coach and it, on the dude. field that's coach. That's it, dude. That's it. Was it a surprise
2: when he announced his retirement?
3: For sure. Absolutely. It was a big surprise. Especially you know, like we, we've had this kind of resurgence where as I was there, we kind of floated back and forth, but we never made a couple of those big pushes we'd always lose one on the road or tank one to freaking Texas Tech or somebody mm-hmm. like that and so now we got Baker is is really kicking things up and and so whenever he had retired it was kind of like man you know but honestly guys I think it was the biggest selfless move um because he cares so much about the program of Oklahoma that he wanted to see us continue to climb and he feels that man if I'm here a couple more years. Lincoln Riley's gone. He's going to catch a head gig somewhere else. And so I think he turned over the reins and said, let's see what we got.
2: Well, uh, Tress, we we appreciate your time here in the tent, and we appreciate what you do on the field. My man, thank you, we dude. We do. Special teams, people need love, too, you know. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, uh, let's take a time out. More after this, ESPN 950, 102.7 FM.
0: You're listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins Training Camp
5: on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM.
0: Are you empowered? If not, it's easy to get yourself empowered so you can do more and do it faster with a Bobcat M-Series loader from Bobcat of Richmond and Ashland. Bobcat of Richmond and in Ashland invites you to check out the M-Series features that let you do more work with one machine. Features like stronger hydraulics, a bigger, more comfortable cab, greater operator comfort, and all-around superior performance. So get empowered with Bobcat M-Series Loader. Stop by your authorized Bobcat dealership, Bobcat of Richmond and Ashland. Visit BobcatofRichmond.com or call them at 752-4999 local scores and the top headlines. Now to the Richmond Sports Center. Here's Mitchell Bradley.
4: 1139 at Redskins training. Camber Washington was back on the field this morning after 10,000 were in attendance yesterday for Fan Appreciation Day. They'll be back again this afternoon for a full practice at 3 o'clock. Head coach Jay Gruden said yesterday that linebacker Preston Smith will miss some time after spraining his ankle Thursday during 11-on-11 11 11 drills. VCU's Mo Ali cox was waived with an injured designation by the Colts Saturday because of an ongoing lower left leg injury the former. of BCU basketball star was trying to make the Indianapolis roster after being signed in the spring. Washington Nationals dropped a 7-4 decision to the Cubs Saturday afternoon. Bryce Harper hit his 28th home run in the contest. Edwin Jackson takes the loss. The series finale this afternoon. First pitch 2:20. coverage follows our Redskins broadcast at 5 o'clock on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Richmond and New Hampshire were washed out Saturday night. The pair will play a doubleheader starting today at 1, consisting of two seven-inning games. The Squirrels return to the Diamond Tuesday night. NASCAR at Watkins Glen this weekend qualifying coming up at the top of the hour with the I Love New York 3.55 at the Glen starting at 3.15. The Atlee Little League softball team was disqualified just hours before the Junior League World Series championship game because of an inappropriate social media post. The team was scheduled to play yesterday afternoon at 3, but informed earlier in the day the post violated the league's policies regarding unsportsmanlike conduct and appropriate use of social media and high standard that the little league international holds for all of its participants you're up to date now the richmond sports center eleven forty. the time mitchell bradley on espn 950 and 102.7 fm
9: richmond is attorney christian simpson you know me as big al from 1-800-123 you want to know the best way to sum up what me and my firm will do for you we've got you that's right We've got you. Ask your friends at the next cookout. There's a good chance I've represented someone you know. they will tell you not only do I answer every call in a 1-800-HURT-123, but each client gets my personal cell phone number. I'm available 24-7. Accidents don't happen just during business hours. They happen when you least expect it, like on the way to your vacation spot. That's why I'm always ready to take your call at 1-800-HURT-123. So call 911 to get a police report, take pictures of the scene with your phone, and then call me at 1-800-HURT-123. Hiring me as your lawyer will be the best decision you make. No recovery, no fees or costs. I'm located at 1108 East Main Street in Richmond. Call me at 1-800-HURT-123. 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 We've got you.
7: This is Buzz from Buzz and Real Barbecue, reminding you that our Hickory Smoke Barbecue is ready and right
9: around the corner.
0: The Big Apple hosts Sunday night baseball as the Mets face the Dodgers. Pre-game coverage starts at 7. First pitch at 8 on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. Live from Washington Redskins training camp, this is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue Midday Show with Matt and Andrew.
5: On ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM. (laughs)
6: Today's show action presented by Buzzin' Neds Real Barbecue. Head on out there. You are about at lunchtime. Maybe you're getting out of church. Maybe you're wandering around town trying to make your way towards Redskins training campus. Things have cooled off here after a morning walkthrough that lasted about about an hour, about an hour and fifteen. So the Redskins getting prepared for another practice session this afternoon. As training camp keeps rolling. Just had Tress Way in the tent. Always an interesting guy to talk to.
2: Best best guy we've had on the tent. I don't care about the superstars. I don't care about the other stuff. Um, you know, sometimes your best interviews come from the players you least expect it to be. And, and that's, a, that's a guy who understands his role. That's a guy who understands where he is. And, uh, look, the trivia games, Andrew, I mean, to, on a monotonous day or a monotonous trip uh, to wherever they're flying out to, that's, uh, that's something to, to bring to the team. I wasn't
6: just sucking up to him when I was talking about how much I enjoy watching punters pin guys deep. I mean, as a fan of a football team, how, how can you not enjoy that silver lining? Your team just had to punt the ball. You're maybe not feeling too great because the defense has to go back out there. You don't trust them right now. But then the punter puts the ball inside the 10-yard line. It rolls a couple of yards. Somebody gets down there and tags it. That's such a good, satisfying feeling after a letdown of an offensive drive.
2: Well, usually I'm just hoping they don't screw up. Right. That's usually my when the punter comes out. I'm like, all right, don't mess up. Yeah, don't don't drop the snap or
6: don't take too long getting this one off.
2: And I think it's funny he was he was invited out there with Marquette King and like you know I understand what his point is. Like you want the other punters to do well, but you don't you like you don't want to root for them to fail, but like you also don't want them to do well. It's like, a, you know, it's like the players out here. You want, uh you know, if you're the sixth string running back, you want to do well. You want your group to do well, but you also want them to mess up so you have a better chance of making the roster. Yeah, he
6: was using a lot of golf analogies, so I'll continue that thought. I mean, you don't want to be out shooting your opponent by 10 or fifty strokes. You want to be, you know, have a 3, 4, 5 stroke lead. But if you're just playing a friendly round with some buddies or something, and especially you draw comparisons with punters, they really enjoy hanging out with each other. They're very unique guys, typically. Right. So you really want to have a mutual respect going on there because there's not a lot of people out there who do have that respect.
2: Right. And I think that's, uh, you know, look, I I think he's a guy that's – you need personalities like that on your team. You can't have everybody be uber serious or uber non-serious you need a guy like that who's and at least he's it sounds like he's got the respect of the other players on the team you know I'm sure there's some squads in America where like the punter if they come up with some sort of trivia question they're like and get away from me and like that doesn't sound like that's the case with Tress
6: and I agree with what you said you said earlier you're talking about he knows who he is he knows his role I think that that is why the trivia thing works because he is such a humble guy is such a likable every man person so when you have somebody like that it's easier for you to get along with them and you know, when you've got cerebral guys on the squad that he named, a lot of them, including Will Blackman Colt McCoy and Dustin Hopkins and Sunberg and all those guys, when you have guys like that on the team, it certainly makes it a little bit easier. Plus, when you've been around for a little bit, you get to the point where you have a sort of comfort level with those guys and you're able to be more of yourself around them. And he alluded to his wife kind of being embarrassed for certain facets of his personality. He referred to himself kind of as a nerd. Well, once you have teammates who can accept that, you've really found your home, and as he said, he wants to kind of stay in D.C. until he is in a walker. So that's good that he's got this comfort level so long as he keeps booming them deep.
2: Right, exactly. I, I mean, I, I don't, I'm don't i not too familiar with all the records and stuff that he keeps talking about, but hey, you know, if he keeps doing a good job, then uh, that's what he'll do for the Redskins. Um, the uh, morning walkthrough is over. The uh, offensive linemen doing their extra work on the other field. Uh, Joey Mabu in front of us still signing autographs. Several other players are uh, still signing autographs along the sides here, and uh, you know we're continuing to get closer and closer to the end of camp, and or at least the first you know the first preseason game. That's kind of the next thing along the the lines of uh, you know milestones. When we get to you know we completed the first week. Next up is the first preseason game, then the second preseason game, then the third, and yada, yada, yada. They go back to Redskins Park, all that stuff. So there's there's little things that we're checking off this off season.
6: Yeah, and it's going to be really enjoyable because I think this year is got a good chance for a peak NFL season. I think a lot of people enjoyed the last year, but some would have enjoyed it more if, say, the Super Bowl had ended, maybe in a different way, with a different result, with the Falcons winning. But at the very same time, I'm excited, Matt. I'm ready to ready to get things fired off, and each and every day passes, we get more and more things achieved, and it's fun to kind of sit here right now and watch. You got Anthony Lanier out here signing some stuff, and he's really just been hardcore in terms of his dedication to the fan base, so I really hope that he does well this year. I know he was third on the depth chart, or the unofficial one. Kendall Fuller also, who you'll hear from later on with Greg Burton is spending some time signing some autographs it's interesting too because these are guys who are younger so they maybe aren't quite tired of the rig and roll of training camp and the extracurricular activity that is interacting with the fans so you you kind of wonder if it's their youth that allows them to stay out here all the time or their pure dedication to the fans but regardless it's good to see him out
2: here. Let's uh, dip in a little bit uh, out at the podium. Uh, this is presented by Appomattox River Company, your paddle sports specialist. Online at PaddleVA.com, Sue Cravens out at the podium. Um,
10: more than we do with this defense, which is not reading around, just reacting to what we see or just playing the defense that he calls.
8: So it, it's not so much what's in the playbook, it's maybe what, how you think it's going to be called?
10: Yeah, I mean, I, if, if Maness likes a, a play, he's going to see who he has out there on the field. And if he likes the matchup, he's going to call it, regardless if somebody thinks that he should be calling something else. And it just allows us to play on the fly. So
8: there's, there's a lot of players that have the versatility that, that you do in terms of coming out of college now with how college defensive schemes are. What's, what makes the skill sets that you guys have so difficult in terms of finding a set position for it to translate? to the NFL. Um,
10: I think the college game and the, and the pro game, they're different in a lot of ways, but they're starting to get uh, kind of similar when it comes to the pass game just because it's just it's all matchup. You know, in college it's all matchup. So you're gonna take your athletic tight end if they're gonna put a two hundred fifty pounds high linebacker on them, they're gonna throw the ball to them most of the time. So in the NFL you're starting to see that now you got guys like Gronk, Jordan Reed, uh, tight end for for the Chiefs, you know he's they're going to pick the matchup. They're going to get an athletic guy out there. You need guys that are bigger than corners, but smaller than linebackers that can move and be athletic and open space to guard them. So um, I think guys like me, come from college, they're starting to produce that or what you need uh, that tweener role. That's kind of exactly what you need for the NFL. So I mean, it's, it's pretty good.
8: What's the toughest part, I guess, of being the guinea pig in, in this this new phase that's happening? It's tough year. when
10: it's new because they don't know how to play you, or they don't know what to do with you. So when you have a guy that's not really a set position, it's kind of like, oh, well, he can't play either. But now you have officers that are attacking that guy that you don't really have to put in place. Now you have that guy. So, so uh, uh, DJ Swearinger, obviously everyone can hear him on the field. I'm curious from you, have you ever played with
2: somebody that loud, that, that constantly talking, and how does that... Yeah, he, he
10: reminds me of uh, Deon Bailey, the safety I played with my freshman year at USC, and he was the guy that was always the spark plug, always loud, always communicating and talking, and no matter what the period was or how the day was going, you can count on him to get an energy boost, so he reminds me a lot of, of Deon.
6: Going back to kind of what Mash was talking about,
9: how did linebacker, now that you, because you had that year, how how do you feel that helped you now that you go back to safety? How has it helped you?
10: It just helped me learn everybody's responsibility, knowing uh, run fits, knowing what everybody was going to be, whether it be a run or a pass, helps a lot. And as safety, I'm behind everybody, so they're trusting me to be in a position I need to be in. Uh, It allows me to play faster, knowing exactly what they're going to do, where the D-line is going to fit, so it helps me uh, sharpen up my angles.
6: The, uh, the officials were out here yesterday, and I imagine they'll be out here today. Uh, how does that change practice? I realize every flag they throw against
2: you guys is the wrong call. Uh, but what's it, what's it like having, uh, having them out here?
10: I mean, it doesn't change anything. We're going to play how we want to play, and if they're going to flag it, we're going to get flagged. I mean, if you saw some of the things the offense gets away with, you'd understand as to why we think everything's a bad call. So, uh, I mean, we know it's an offensive league, so um, we're going to play to the best of our abilities and let the, the refs sort it out. Getting off the field on third downs last year was,
6: was a troubling point for this defense. Is that something you guys specifically are trying to work
10: on now? Yeah, I think that's kind of why we're getting a, a, a bit more aggressive on defense. You know, We're not going to sit back and let the offense you know, take their shot, and hopefully we're in the perfect defense. We're going to come after the quarterback. We're going to get aggressive with receivers on the, on the edges, and hopefully our talent is better than their talent. Thanks.
6: Once again, Washington Redskins live press conferences on ESPN 950 and 1027 FM brought to you exclusively by Appomattox River Company, your paddle sports specialist online at PaddleVA.com. One of the common questions you always hear Sue Cravens answering is his hybrid position, and right now he seems to be locked in more as a safety, but at the very same time, you kind of expect him to come down, get in the box, match up against some linebackers. He was alluding to the fact that there are several athletic big big play guys that play tight end now in the National Football League. So when you have that matchup, it's tough to really pinpoint exactly who should guard them. I think Cravens is your prototype for that. He also addressed the fact that he is one of the first guinea pigs was the term used to do that. So he doesn't have a lot of experience to draw from, doesn't have a lot of tape to watch historically where he can kind of see exactly how that goes down. So he's figuring out it out as he goes. He's only in his second year, so there is a lot of margin for error for him, but I think it's better that they've locked him up at his more natural position and that way he can stay there 70-80% of the time versus moving around the field at a higher percentage like he did last year. So if he can find home base at that strong position and then he can move up into the box for a lesser portion of the snaps that he's out there, then I think he'll really start to get into a little bit of a comfort zone where he can make more of an impact for this defense instead of just being lost more often than not, which was kind of the case last year. Also, he didn't really have a lot of help over the top because there was not a lot of speed or not a lot of playmaking ability in that very back end in that safety group last year. And I think that he will add to that as well as DJ Swearinger, who he compared to Deion Bailey, a former elite prospect who played at USC, had a really good career over there as well. Vocal leader, as Sewell was discussing. We're going to wrap things up here for this 11 o'clock hour. When we come back, we will, of course, do our position breakdown. In the 12 o'clock hour, we'll be speaking to Saints Beat Writer, who will talk a little bit about the New Orleans Saints, and he will have... A breakdown for you in terms of our opponent previews, which we've done every day. John J. Hendricks is his name. And then Tracy Hackler from the Panini Card Company, also for the sticker books that we've had here at camp, will join us. All that and more here live from Redskins training camp at the Score training camp facility on ESPN 950 and 1027FM.
0: You are listening to live exclusive coverage from Washington Redskins Training Camp
5: on ESPN 950 and 102.7 FM.
0: Now, a sports reflection from Town Bank. The lifespan of a Major League Baseball is five to seven pitches, which requires 850,000 baseballs a year. Town Bank. This is your town. This is your bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Now, a sports reflection from Town Bank. Brett Favre and Peyton Manning are the only pro quarterbacks to achieve victories against all 32 of the league's teams. Town Bank. This is your town. This is your bank. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Need car work? Go to BonnerShell.com to learn about all the things that Bonner Shell can do for your car and your peace of mind. They have a full line of automotive services, including gas, oil changes, transmission work, belts and hoses, major brand tires, wheel balancing, and complete engine renewal. And if one of those pesky dash lights comes on, we can check that out, too. In business for 20 years, go see Scott or Keith at Bonner Shell, 8762 West Huguenot Road. Go to BonairShell.com or call them at 272-3232. That's 272-3232.
9: Where are we going? What are we pursuing? Success, greatness, or something bigger? We believe in a calling that reaches beyond ourselves, where leadership is shaped by service, and knowledge isn't just an individual pursuit. It's something we are meant to share, where strength isn't demonstrated in power, but through humility. Answer the call at Liberty University. Visit liberty.edu today.
5: This ad was furnished by Liberty University and the Virginia Association of Broadcasters in association with this station.
0: They are Greatest, The Undefeated presents The Greatest African-American Athletes Hosted by Clinton Yates, Mina Kimes, and Dominique Foxworth Tomorrow at 11 Eastern on ESPN 950
11: and 102.7 FM Aaron Coscarelli with NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network The 2017 Pro Football Hall of Fame class officially enshrined in Kin Saturday night Now you can watch the induction speeches given by Jerry Jones, Kenny Easley, Morton Anderson, Jason Taylor, Terrell Davis. Davis, Ladanian Tomlinson, and curve Warner on NFL.com. Elsewhere in the league, Adam Gase saying he has spoken to Jay Cutler about joining the Dolphins in the wake of Ryan Tannehill's injury and that the recently retired quarterback is interested in coming to Miami. However, Cutler will have to weigh an NFL return to his new job, as an NFL broadcaster. The Vikings locking up Pro Bowl D tackle involved Joseph to a new four-year $50 million extension. Vikings coach Mike Zimmer saying Joseph is quote, the best nose tackle I've ever been around. Niners linebacker Malcolm Smith will miss the entire season after suffering a pectoral injury in training camp. This has been an NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network.
8: Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans. Every day people ask me, Jay, did I miss out? Have the rates gone up? The answer is no. Rates are still low, and it's a perfect time to refinance your home especially if your mortgage rate is higher than four and a quarter percent. If you'd like to lower your interest rate and save thousands of dollars in interest without starting over on a new 30-year loan, a Quicken Loans yortgage is what you're looking for. With our exclusive mortgage, you can choose a term that works best for you anywhere from eight to 30 years. The rate today on an eight-year mortgage is three and a quarter percent. APR, 3.75%. For seven years in a row now, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation for customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. And for the third year in a row, they've also ranked us highest in the nation for mortgage servicing. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to quickenloans.com. That's 800-QUICKEN.
0: For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number thirty. Some stocks rise and some fall. When it's time to draft in your fantasy league, how prepared will you be? Quarterback. I think they are going much more
8: conservative. I need to see a more effective, consistent quarterback.
0: How much scouting did you put in?
8: Dak Prescott. I actually have him the highest amongst the three of us. Did you do your homework? Dealing with a quarterback that's coming off of a major injury. It is going to be completely different. From Mike and Mike to the ESPN Fantasy Focus Podcast, we're getting you ready for your draft on ESPN Radio.
7: The Redskins and Authors Electric are two of Central Virginia's great traditions. As a major supporter of the Richmond community, Authors Electric is excited to welcome the Skins back for training camp. Since 1923, Authors Electric has been the source for outdoor power equipment, lawnmowers, saws, trimmers, and blowers. Authors carries quality brands like Toro, Snapper, Steel, Echo, Skag, and Billy Goat, repairs the brands they sell, and they stock Briggs and Stratton, Kohler, Tecumseh, and Kawasaki parts. Call Authors Electric at 264-2513 or go to Authors Electric. Your
0: exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders football.
5: ESPN.